Hi, I'm Kurt Fernley, Paralympian, and today I have too many You Little Ripper moments to fit in a co-host. So watch out, today I'm flying solo, it is just me. Uh, we need to celebrate the past month because Australian Paralympians, they have had some remarkable results around the world. In paracycling, we got to see Carol Cook, friend of the pod. <laughs> she won at the UCI Road Paracycling World Cup in Belgium. That is gold to Australia in the individual time trial, 20 kilometres, and also a silver in the road race, the 30.6 kilometre. And uh, onto uh, wheelchair tennis as well, the great Dylan Orcott, the Australian of the year, he may have left the tennis and world for um, after, after winning, after taking gold in Tokyo, but we still have the Australians out there flying the flag at wheelchair tennis and they are now the 2022 world team cup champions after claiming a two to one victory over great britain congrats to salem the Tsar, riley dumsday and ben wenzel a great result and i love seeing when you know, a Paralympic sport, it makes it through its journey, its life cycle, and we see this incredibly successful athlete. But then in the period of time after, we get to see the rebirth of a completely kind of new take on sport. And and I hope to be uh, seeing those names come up over future uh, You Little Ripper episodes because we do have this strong Paralympic culture and we do get to see the next person fly the flag and carry it further. And um, I'm sure that within this group, we're going to see a few more um it it just has been such a big month for our athletes and this event i find it really hard to get my head around how this is possible um in the paratriathlon we saw lauren parker win the 2021 ironman world championships um it was rescheduled from from 2021 but you know how we did Tokyo was the 2020 games. These are the 2021 Ironman World Championships. And she made a history-making finish in the hand cycle division in Utah. She is so great on the hand cycle. I actually think she would not only be pushing for a medal in the para tri, but I think she's a shot down the track at pushing the medals just in the cycling division on its own. She is a beast in that hand cycle which is why I never train with her anymore because she made me feel so bloody slow and that was actually when I was in shape but she competed in that and and finished and won in wait for this 14 hours and 47 seconds 14 hours that is both remarkably fast, but also tough to get your head around the, the idea of competing and being at that edge for 14 hours sounds exhausting as well. Um, so we need to give a, a, a huge congratulations for Newcastle's own Lauren Parker. That is a massive result and... Uh, Wow, uh, I, I, I'm constantly impressed by where Loz will take that sport. Oh, and the para table tennis. Eight Aussies competed at the 2022 French Para Open and Sam Von Eyman claimed bronze in the Class 11 men's singles. And Lena Lay, the incredible Lena, has secured her position as world number one again. And that is in the Class 9 women's. Um... What can I say about the para table tennis? They are just forces to be reckoned with on a world scale. And I love seeing the, uh, the, the Aussie flag flying there, proud and true and strong and just getting better.
Now, I need to jump into my my personal You Little Ripper moment. Uh, this this guy, and he is, of course, friend of the pod, Jared Clifford. Uh, he ran his first half marathon on the weekend. And get this, first half marathon, 64 minutes. He was running three-minute kilometres for 21 kilometres. The, the guy is a silver medalist from the Paralympic Games. He is an incredible human. He's one of the most kind and, and just generous people you're ever going to meet. He also has this real purpose for what he does. Again, go back into the You Lever Ripper feed to, to listen to any of Jared Clifford's uh, yarns. You will love that bloke. But 64 minutes as your first half marathon, that is just well, it's worthy of a of a specific you little ripper moment because that is just a huge effort, uh, and he is one guy that has a long future ahead of him. So remember, one of the greats. You heard it here first. One of the greats of the Paralympic movement, but also for the for the uh, Australian sports community in general. I think Jared Clifford. He is cementing a, a huge foundation there that I think we will be referring to for many years to come. Uh, we're up to the point in the show also where we, we get to chat to one of our amazing Paralympians. And this guy, you know what? He is a remarkable, equally as remarkable human. Uh, Dan Michelle is or has just recently returned from competition in Brazil. And he has just secured the number one ranking in the world. Uh, he... He came home with that bronze medal from Tokyo and the sport of boccia, the sport of boccia caught on in the Australian public. There was so much interest in this sport because it is both tactical and exciting and Dan himself is one of the great characters of the movement. Uh, again, he just represents everything that is good in Paralympic sport and it's great to have him on the show. Dan Michelle, welcome to you, Little Ripper. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, mate, what a huge, a huge month behind you. Coming home from Australia, getting a win up over in Brazil. Uh, you're now world number one. How are you feeling? Yeah, I guess on top of the world, to be honest. Um, been a long journey to this point. I've uh, been playing the game now internationally for nine years. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of uh, work and time and effort has gone into it. And, yeah, it's, it feels really good to, to kind of be top of the mountain now and, and yeah, to have that something I really wanted to achieve uh, throughout my entire career. So very satisfying for sure. Are you a front runner? Do you like being the? Do you like going into the comp as favourite as you will be next time? I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't really think too much about it to be honest. Like I always, I always have my own sort of ranking list in my head. I think sort of everyone does in their respective sports of kind uh, who they look out for and who they think uh, you know the tougher matchups. And it's not always reflected by the world ranking list. So. I guess the official world rankings probably don't mean as much to me as what you know my own list in my head does. And for me, I've always felt like you know if I can play my best botcher, I'm a chance against anyone. So that hasn't really changed um, now that I've got the official number one next to my name. But um, definitely something it'll be interesting having the three hundred one on the uh, on the competition bib for sure. So it'll be different. Mate, I loved it. I, I, I know it's really weird when you get to a comp and you are defending and you get given that number that says, you know, something go one. Um, it's it's a hell of a feeling. Yeah, 100%. Not something I've experienced too much internationally. So that'll be different. It'd be cool to see. Uh, it's obviously working out well for you. The um, the the trip back from Tokyo, you've been able to rejuvenate pretty quickly to get to this position. How has your last six months been? Yeah, it's been pretty um pretty intense to be honest because we um 
before Tokyo, we knew that there was some significant rule changes that were going to come in for the next uh, cycle into Paris. And one of those was that um, all of our competition balls uh, had to be certified. So we had to buy entirely new sets of balls. Uh, all of the balls that were made pre-2020 became invalid. So that was a big change for um, for Boccia players because, you know, my ball set I'd been playing with for probably five or six years without too many changes, and it takes a lot of time to really um, get used to a new set. So that was a that was a challenge we knew that was going to be sort of coming up. And when we got back from Tokyo, I had to really take that on. And fortunately for me, it worked out really well, and I sort of settled into the new set relatively quickly. And heading into Rio, I was sort of thinking like, well, I wonder this is going to be a bit of a test of, of how, how I go with these new balls because I hadn't really been battle tested yet. So um, obviously coming away with the two golds, uh, things went pretty well. So got to say everything's moving in the right direction. Well, what about life in general? I, I, I did a, f- a few games and, and that tough, that period of time post games where you've got a month or two of kind of letting it all settle in. How have you reflected on your games in Tokyo and, and, and how are you doing in general? Yeah, good, really good. Um, honestly, it, it is. It's it's a it's something that's really it's difficult to put into words. Um, and coming back, it took some time to really let the dust settle and, and for it to really sink in what had happened um, and what I achieved and um, and kind of how special that was. Not just in in the context of of for my like my own sort of career, but also the sport as a whole and what it means moving forward. And I think the thing that really touched me most was coming back and just hearing um, how many people had taken up Boccia as a result of seeing me on TV in, in Tokyo and playing and winning the bronze medal and uh, the number of new clubs that have started up as a result of that, that was probably the most important thing, just, yeah, really seeing the impact on other people. So that was really special and um, something that, yeah, I think I've probably spent more time thinking about now than I ever have before, just um, what, you know, my legacy is going to be um, in Australia with this sport and, and how I can really impact other people's lives. And, um, yeah, that's probably not something I ever thought about previously, and it's something that's sort of much more front of mind now. Have you actually got to some of those days where the development players are coming along and having a crack? 100%, yeah. There's a new club sort of in my area that's, that started up shortly after Tokyo, and I've been getting down there a fair bit, meeting the new players and just hearing sort of their stories of, how they were inspired by watching the Paralympics and watching me and my teammates in general playing. It was um, really awesome and just great to see their passion for the sport. You know, I remember when I first found Boccia when I was 15 and just how, you know, how excited I was to finally have a sport I could play and seeing that in, in their in their faces now when they're playing, it's, um, it's really cool to see. So, yeah, definitely love being a part of that. All right, mate. Where to next? You're, you're now world number one. You're, you're, you're leading the pack. What's, what's in the next chapter? Look, um, yeah, there's still plenty of stuff I want to do. So, you know, I think for me, I've won um, now five uh, World Cup events. I've never cracked a win at a major, like a World Championship or a Paralympics. Obviously, the bronze in Tokyo and I had the bronze at the last World Championship. So for me, um, I'd love to get on top of the podium uh, at the end of the year in in Brazil for the World Championships. Um, So that's really my biggest focus now is to try and, go into that comp and, and to bring home the bring home the jockeys in, in a big event. So uh, excited for that, preparing really well, um, feel good about my game. And from there, we'll see. Uh, Paris, obviously, uh, a couple of years away now. So looking forward to hopefully going one better or two better even uh, from Tokyo. And, yeah, we'll just keep going from there. How do you rate your game you played over there in Rio? 
yeah, it's, it's probably, you know, I, I gotta say it takes time, like you know, and anyone who's sort of played sport at a high level would know, it takes time to really work into kind of your game and figure out who you are as as a player and as a competitor. And for me over the last couple of years, it's been a, a an area that I've really sort of started to feel comfortable with is knowing my ability to compete and, and my resilience on court and things like that. And for me, um, I think I was able to play some of my very best botcher over there. Um, played some, had, had a pretty consistent level of performance, um, was able to rise to the occasion when I needed to in, in big moments against, you know, in tough spots against really good players. So they're the traits that I really look for in my game is, you know, those those specific moments sort of out, outside of general play, outside of, just the every sort of just the regular flow of the game is, you know, when those big moments arise, am I able to kind of go go up to that level and and find that extra extra bit to, to compete and, and be better in those moments? And I'm happy to say I was able to do that fairly consistently over there. And that's something I'm looking forward to sort of continuing to see as I move on. So, yeah. Well, you've got a lot of people back here that are supporting everything that you do. And uh, here at You Little Ripper, we love Botcher, mate, and uh, so proud and happy for you. Thanks, Kurt. Love it, mate. Thanks so much for your support. It means a lot. How much do you love that guy, Dan Michelle, world number one? It has a great ring to it. Uh, Botcher, you know what? Botcher is just such a critical sport for the for the Paralympic movement. We need to continue to grow in that sport. It offers a, it offers this service into a community that uh, I think is is just waiting there, ready for this opportunity. And I love how much Dan and uh, and the entire team uh, really embrace the development of the sport as well. And I've got a Give a huge shout out to Dan's uh, ramp assistant Ash as well. Uh, it's a it's a huge shout out to them both. <laughs> yes, and it's it's also great to to share the story with you, little rippers, which I'm pretty sure is people um, that are fans of you, little ripper, which of course is fans of Paralympic sport. Um, that's it. That's it for today. We are at the end of another episode, but we will be coming. We will be shooting another episode into your feed very soon. We have the Paralympian of the Year Awards coming up, and then we get to celebrate all things Paralympics and also recap on not just the last month, which has been wild, but we get to cap a recap on the last 12 months and truly see a night together that Paralympians come together and celebrate what has just been an incredible period of time. Um, well, that's it. Thank you again for listening and thank you to Toyota. You really back our Paralympians and you are amazing supporters of the You Little Ripper podcast. Until next time, remember, rate this podcast up nice and high. Jump on now. You're sitting there. You're kind of thinking, what can I do for the next 60 seconds? You can definitely go wherever you get your podcast and you can rate this one up nice and high and leave a nice comment. Uh, it helps people see what we're doing here. But until next time, thanks for joining us on You Little Ripper!